Uh, it's fine. As far as it sounds good on your end, that's fine. Okay. Alright, Bobby. Uh, <clears throat> let's get to it, okay? <clears throat> Good evening and welcome to our first rendition of the Appease Pod, the pod that aims towards appeasement. Experiences. Oh. Experiences. We all have them, whether they are good or bad, interesting or the opposite. For some of us, we experience life in a different sequence than others. And for this episode, we'll be talking to those who have such experiences. Join us to learn more about the travels of foreigners to a new country and the behind the scenes of making an up-and-coming brand. We will try to reach all aspects of these topics in hopes of reaching appeasement. Before we get to these key topics and much more later on in the podcast, let me introduce to you what exactly is the Appease Pod. The Peace Pod wants a quick idea of finally reality. Myself, along with my fellow co-hosts, wanted a place where people could discuss all types of nature and try to come up with a way to satisfy or relieve the problems of these topics. Otherwise known as appeasement, it was with this idea that we hoped to create a universal form of appeasement. This idea itself is directly tied into the title and phrase, The Peace Pod, a pod that aims towards appeasement. Before we get into our episode, a word from our sponsors. For our first sponsor, I'd like to introduce to you to Rat Bastard Supply Co., a lifestyle and clothing brand whose goal is to encourage people to reach their passions. Chase dreams, not cheese. You can follow them on Instagram at Rat Bastard Supply Co. or give them a visit at ratbastardsupplyco.com. For our next sponsor, I'd like to shout out our very own podcast. You can find us on the following social media platforms by searching for the Appease Pod, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, or Twitter. For more information on how to be a sponsor or how to be featured in the future podcast, please refer to any of the previously mentioned platforms to reach out to us. <laughs> Without further ado, the Peace Pod episode one. Thank you for joining us. We are here with our host, Matthew Stanek. Yours truly, Luke Abani. Now to start things off, I'd like to introduce you to Oleg Blahi as our first special official guest. Oleg Tell us about yourself, please. Um, so my name is Oleg. Yeah, yeah. I am from Ukraine. <laughs> uh, I live in Europe already for uh, four years. Okay. And I, I was I enjoyed. All right, that's that's great to know, Oleg. All right, and uh, let's continue to our uh, next guest, uh, known as David. David, tell us about yourself. I'm a little deaf, but not known as David. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, indeed. Um, so, so I'm so I'm David, normally called David. Yes. Um, and um, I'm from Cuba, and I've been living in the U.S. for two and a half years since 2018. Well, you know what, guys, it's a pleasure to have you guys on. All right. Uh, so, uh, for first topic, I like to uh, touch base on uh, your travels to America. So, coming to America, uh, and this will be a, a 10 minute part to our first segment. And uh, so uh, to get us started off, uh, please tell me, uh, starting off with you, Oleg, uh, what was your first impressions like before living here and then uh, your impressions after living here? Um, when I just came into the United States, the first place I came was uh, JFK International Airport in New York City. Okay. That was the first place I visited. Um, also, I was in Brooklyn. That was also one of the first places, and I would say um, that was pretty nice. Uh, it's different from what I saw in Ukraine. Um, 
I mean, when I was coming to America, I had the impression from the those movies and TV shows about American high school. So I thought that when I when I will come here, there will be like a tons of parties and stuff. But it never happened until like a year ago. So um, my expectations were a little bit different from what I got. Okay, okay. So would you say uh was it was it, uh was that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm assuming since you uh, put it that way, it was probably a bad thing. Yeah, I would say it was kind of a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. So the social interactions weren't the weren't the greatest. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll touch base on that a little more in uh, our next part. But uh, you know what, David, David, let me let me let me go to you first. All right, the second. Uh, so what we're so you live in Cuba, okay? And uh, from what I know, uh, living in Cuba is definitely different from living right. in America. But uh, what I want to know is, like, before you moved here, uh, what did you think uh, life in America would have been? Well, my thoughts on America were mixed at the beginning. Mostly, since Cuba is a communist country, since you were in kindergarten, they will fill you with all this propaganda about um, how America was this horrible place where people lived in fear and where people and where few privileged people just like became exaggeratedly millionaires and like everyone else was just poor. A lot of that was like what I thought at first. Then on 2011, I visited the U.S. for the first time and realized that was all a bunch of lies agreed upon. And as I came to the U.S. visiting and finally came to live here in 2018, I completely realized that uh, the U.S. was absolutely different from what I was expecting in a good way. So, uh, in other words, you, uh, you a Cuban, had a, uh, a good experience uh, your first time moving to America. But then uh, our good friend Oleg over here uh, had somewhat of a bad experience. Yeah, I would like to contrast that... Um, since Oleg came from a nation that is different to mine, then, of course, what his, his personal experience will clearly be different to mine since everything that he lived was somewhat better than what I did. So he, so he could probably just have a better expectation than I could ever have. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Any, uh, any uh, comments you want to add to that, uh, Oleg? Yeah, I would... Um... Ukraine is like an open country, and I knew a lot of things about Ukraine. We don't have like propaganda the U.S. is like a horrible country and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had like a higher expectations about what's going, how it's going to be. So uh, more on the, uh, uh, I think that kind of goes into our second topic, uh, that being cultural differences. All right. So uh, obviously, uh. Davi, you had more of an extreme uh, cultural difference, I'd, I'd say, since uh, you came from Cuba, that being a uh, somewhat communist country, uh, and then you had a move to, uh, you know, America being a capitalist country. So, like, uh, what were some of the uh, cultural shifts uh, that you've experienced, or social shifts? Well, one of the main things was usually communication with people. Like, in my country, we're pretty, like, straightforward when talking, and, like, felt how the U.S. people, like, like embrace themselves too harsh in a shell when they don't want to speak about certain topics. Another thing was how eager people are towards social media and using it. How someone you would me- meet, like, uh, like, one day you would just meet someone 
And then in order to keep communicating, they would just give you their social media. And to me, it was like a complete shock because I, I was not expecting that people communicated through social media that much because in my country, since we barely had any sort of access to the internet, at least when I, when I lived there, uh, social media was just kind of like a thing that was seen like for adults. I was just not used to having social media be such an important part of like young people. And that really like got me, uh, caught me off guard. So, like, <laughs> so we just got done talking about uh, social differences with uh, W. All right. So you pretty much had the same feelings about uh, what W just described when it came to uh, the use of uh, social media compared to just actual talking. Uh, do you really like to elaborate on any of that? Um, I mean, it wasn't like that much because social media were like well developed. I would say maybe almost the same thing as in the U.S. So um, it wasn't hard for me like to get used to those. And to, like, communicate with people through the socials. So it wasn't, like, a big problem for me. David said that um, in Cuba, you, like, say, like, straightforward, talk straightforward, like, to people. I would say we do the same in Ukraine. Like, there are, it was, like, much easier for me the U.S. than for David, I would say. All right, so, yeah, because pretty much you already had a, uh, social media and technology integrated into your uh, overall lifestyle, so... So, uh, I mean, I think this next topic, the uh, hardships, is uh, what's going to really take us the longest. Um, I would like to say that in Ukraine, like, people hang out much more, much more than in the, in the U.S. Because from what I see, a lot of people were just, like, for example, our group. We're not, like, hanging out a lot. We're just, like, playing on the PS4 in Ukraine. Almost every day when you are free, you go with your friends, you go go somewhere, you're not like sitting in the house and playing with them. Like this well, I, mean, I mean, could that be a factor of the pandemic? But before pandemic, we also we were not That's like, true, that's true, that's true. Yeah, so, I can't, can't uh, <laughs> argue with that. Pandemic, from what I know, like my friends, they were like still hanging out. So. Yeah, uh... Oh, you know, culturally speaking, uh, I mean, you guys have, uh, I know, David, isn't Cuba uh, known for its, uh, you know, cultural, uh, uh, its personal culture, like the, the country's culture itself, and when you come to America, it's all, uh, we were talking about it in our previous take of this, but we, we obviously failed miserably at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, the one thing, like, uh, one, one, when someone was would think of the U.S. on my end. I was thinking of this country that would have its own identity, but that was not really the case compared to what I felt, because like, Cuba is known worldwide for its tobacco production and its rum, um, like the famous Cuban cigars, uh, their coffee, their music, of different styles of music around uh, his, the Hispanic world. And overall, like, just being, like, this beacon of, of creation, um, I always felt very identified as a Cuban. Like, I could really, like, feel like I had an identity. But when I first came to the U.S., I was shocked because I just felt like the U.S. was such a melting pot of different cultures. And, and it just didn't feel like the U.S. itself had more, like, identity than their flag. And that's just how I felt, personally, and it did. It really was shocking. Not gonna lie. 
so uh, you want to say anything with that, uh, Oleg, or uh, shall we continue to our next topic? Choice is yours. Yeah, I want, I, want, I want to say that um, I also identify like myself as Ukrainian, but I would say like the whole Eastern Europe, the people there are very similar. So I would say like I, I identify myself not like also, only Ukrainian, but mostly as like Eastern European. Because if I would meet the person from Russia or from Poland, we will be like very similar, and we will like, like get along like very soon, very quick. You know, that just reminded me of something. Uh, I think that will wrap up for the second topic, which was cultural differences. All right, so I say, unless you guys have anything else we want to talk about, hardships endured. All right, so let's see, let's see what we can talk about here. All right, so what kind of uh, challenges did you guys face in your home country, and how were they different from the ones you face now in a new country, that being America? Um, yeah. we, like, we like to go only, or? Yeah, either or. Uh, you guys can uh, decide. Uh, go ahead, David. All right. This, um, when, in Cuba, since we're a socialist country, um, simply the, our economy is really fractured. Also, it does not help that the U.S. has had an embargo on Cuba since 1960. So no. that has really not helped the economy at all. So, coming from a country where people could have money but not be able to find the right stuff to buy, simply because you would have to go to five different stores to find exactly what you need. Here, there was no, there was no specific rationing to stores. So, one store would load, for example, say soap, and then another store would load uh, meat. And another store that was supposed to sell meat would then load water. So... So nothing, nothing really made sense. It was all completely random. So you would have to know these specific stores to visit. And in a day of shopping, you would have to go to five different stores to find the stuff that you would find in a gas station in the U.S., which really was, like, completely, like, impressive. It was just unbelievable and just in the U.S., that is, to just enter a store and see how all the holes and all the aisles were completely filled to the top. Nothing was missing. It was just impressive. Yeah. Uh, well, before I'm gonna go back to you in a second. I'm at the after I uh, asked Oleg uh, you know, about his experiences uh, relating to that. I'll uh, ask you guys questions individually. So, Oleg, uh, we like to continue this uh, this topic. And get any uh, any hardships you uh, you face, and how is that how is that different than what you face now? If you face any now, I uh, mean, in Ukraine. Probably the biggest hardship, and maybe the only one, like, of the major hardships, is that you have no, like, um, you don't have real, you don't really have a future in Ukraine. I mean, you can go, you can graduate from school, you can go to university, but after, it will be hard to find a good job, and a job that will pay you enough money. So a lot of people from Ukraine, they're just moving away. They went to Europe, they went to US, and that's probably what I would do if I would stay, if I stayed in Ukraine. And from what I know of, uh, you're actually, uh, you're joining the military, right? You're going to be uh, in the uh, the Air Force? Yeah, I'm planning on doing that. So uh, is your, uh, so is there, so would you say there's any hardships that you uh, you face in uh, America associated with, uh, you know, that, that type of... Uh, that type of uh, degree, or we say overall, it's pretty uh, 
there's not that many hardships you face here. I mean, if you ask, um, the hardship I faced that I didn't have like enough money to pay for college. I got admitted to colleges, but um, I'm too poor <laughs> to uh, to the college. Hey, hey, hey! Are we talking about hardships in here? <laughs> oh yeah, we are. Okay, guys, this is uh. This is my co-host Matt. He's uh, he finally decided to come back. Uh, welcome, Matt. Welcome to the Pod. Yeah, sorry uh, about that. I was no, it's alright. It's alright. Uh, yeah, right now we're talking about uh, hands in the other room. I'm currently currently excavating my kitchen because we're having it redone tomorrow. Oh, okay, well, that's that's dope. Uh, well, anyways, uh, right back now hardships. We are yeah back to hardships. All right, so uh. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh a racist. It's not racist. Don't cancel me. <laughs> oh man. Alright, well back to you, dude. Back to you. What, what were you saying? Yeah, so I uh, I was saying that I didn't have enough money to join to go to the college, so I decided to I'm not like upset because of that because I don't think that education should be free. But um after the military I will go to the college like almost for free so i think that's not a bad thing joining the military to go to the college after so i I want a big hardship all right all right so i mean uh so pretty much uh money is kind of the only hardship but uh you're pretty much your you have a uh you have more of a future uh here than you would uh in ukraine pretty much is what you're saying right yeah definitely okay okay well, uh, back to the, uh, back to uh, what I was going to ask you guys. Uh, so I'm going to start off with UW. So do you know anyone, uh, who was personally affected by, uh, the, any hardships in Cuba? <coughs> All right. Um, what, um, people facing, like, older people and, like, my family? You know, anyone that you can uh, associate with having a hardship, you know, anyone personal, uh, it could be yourself. I mean, you already explained uh, your hardship, so, like, whatever, any, any, well, anything interesting that you want to bring up, you know? Well, uh, my family is, like, what, what I was uh, describing earlier about the things that happened in Cuba, how you had to, uh, like, go to different stores to find basic things that you would find in, in a gas station family in Cuba that still has to go through that every single day and the only way that they go through is because we can help them buying food from the US and sending it to them through through a third party company and that's the, and that's really some of the stuff they have to go through since essentially there's not another way that they have of getting a good supply of material for living now your material uh, this is my time to interrupt. Go for it. Have to actually go. So, uh. Oh, you're leaving. All right. Well, Matt, you know it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining. And uh, listen, listen. Next episode, you, you, you guys better expect me. And a lot yeah. of me. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, in that case, uh. All right. Have a good rest of the pond. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God bless. Yeah, thanks for joining May us. May you man. all be appeased. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy, that guy. All right. Anyways, uh, so I, I know behind the scenes you're talking about 
there's one specific uh, uh, thing you want to talk about, and that was uh, how you guys went around with uh, getting food and uh, getting supplies that you weren't able to uh, obtain that easily. We'd like to elaborate on that. W. Wait, well, well, as I said before, it's like, um, like food is not it's not distributed um, evenly to each store, so shipments made to the stores controlled by the state they're just random. So you could have soap being delivered to a cafeteria, or you could have meat delivered to instead of a butcher delivered to a fit to a fishing uh, store. And it, it would just, nothing would make sense. You would have, like, soccer gear being delivered to bike stores. It, it's just nothing would make sense at all. Now, uh, there, I don't know if you, if you catch my dreads, but there's something behind the scenes. Before we even started the podcast, there's one thing you want to talk about specifically, and that's the uh, ingredients used in food. All right. Okay. 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 Yeah, you, you um, know, you don't know what I'm talking about. So during the '90s, yeah. after the fall of the Soviet Union in 1991, uh, came a whole economic struggle around the Eastern Bloc, and so it affected Cuba at the same time, since the USSR was the main supplier of the Cuban economy at the time. So there came a major. Granted, it had nothing special about it. It was just terrible. So there came stories about when people could not find cheese. Um, there were rumors that some pizzeria places started actually taking condoms. And then they would melt condoms and they would put it on the pizza. And so it would look like cheese. And they would just fill the pizzas with tomato so that you could not feel the cheese that much. And some people are said that of condoms without even noticing out of where many of them died because of because of infection wow that's that's quite the uh huh, sticky situation am i right guys should i be joking about that i don't know but uh <laughs> anyways uh so there's wow okay that's that's definitely uh it's definitely something you could uh integrate into your uh, uh your meals but uh is there any other uh interesting stories you like to uh Tell us about your uh, your pizzerias and food uh, ingredients. I know you said something about towels too. Yeah, towel steaks. Towel steaks. So yeah, would, towel steaks. So they so they would take a, a wet towel, they would let it dry in the sun, and so it would turn into like this raspy, um, like like a steak looking type of thing which would be extremely thin, so they would just put layers of, of that together, and then they would they would drop sauce on it, and then they would uh, fry it in a pan so that it was completely fried as uh, an actual towel. So they would just serve it to people as if it was, um, as if it was a, a fried steak, and people would eat that, and many of them also died out of infection because of that. So you said weed. Uh, were you one of the many people who would hand out these uh, condom pizzas in a state? This did not exist. This did not exist when I was born. This was only during night from nineteen ninety one to nineteen ninety nine. Throughout that whole period, that's when it is said that it happened. But after that, it this did not happen anymore because they actually instituted like uh, more strict health inspections 
and through that is 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 how that stopped. So you say this is all uh, the fall of the embargo, or no? It's not the fall of the embargo. It's just, it just has to do with the fall of the Soviet Union and how our, our economy was essentially mainly supplied by the Soviets, and since we had no longer uh, a main trade partner, then everything went back to to just complete chaos. Oh man, those those commies! I'm telling you. Uh, we may have some commies listening, so uh, you know we don't want to offend them. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I like to offend them. Actually, yeah, you, uh, yeah, I respect it. Um, this that you hear, this is not this is not what you what you guys dream of. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, man. Uh, well, if I remember correctly, uh, I mean, our thirty minutes is up, but uh, for the segment, but I mean, oh, like you, you still with us? Yeah, I do. Alright, so, uh, would you like to say anything? I mean, Ukraine, um, I would say, maybe, um, stakes out that were made out of towel, they existed in the 90s because of the Soviet Union problems, but I'm not sure about, uh, condoms and pizza, but... Okay, and yeah. <laughs> um, right now, this time, like, Ukraine doesn't have problems with anything like related to food or supplies so we're pretty much at the end of the, the podcast i mean if you this segment the first segment of the podcast because you know there's gonna be two segments but uh is there anything else you guys want to possibly talk about or touch base on not really this has been the first segment with uh w padron and oleg blahi uh guys it's been a pleasure thank you very much and uh, take a, a 20 minute break and we will be back with our second segment uh, with a special guest stay tuned thank, thank you for having us All right. God, bless, God. God bless God bless thank you for listening this has been the first official segment to the Peas Pods episode 1 experiences stay tuned for segment 2